welcome back everybody. This is Undone episode 21. So for the last couple weeks, we've been talking about Andy Stanley's five P's and those are practical teaching, providential relationships, private disciplines, personal ministry, and pivotal circumstances. Today, we're gonna be diving into private disciplines. So those are prayer, reading a devotional, opening your Bible, things of that nature. Right. Discipline, when we think of that, we think, oh my gosh, it's a horrible word. <laughs> uh, it's something we all love to avoid. Yes. You know, the discipline of working out, the discipline of eating healthy, the, yeah. those kind of things. It's all about what we're supposed to do, but don't want to do. Mm. And, you know, when we meet people who are more disciplined than not, we are, we sometimes feel inspired, but we also feel disheartened, like, yeah. I cannot do what they do. But if we look a little bit deeper, discipline brings progress and eventually results in freedom. It means doing now what you don't like so that you can later do what you do like. Discipline is all about delayed gratification. It has a value even when you have a bad attitude about it. Yeah. You know, you can still get a good workout even if you're moaning and groaning the whole time. Sure. But it would be nice to do the workout having joy, knowing that, you know, this will give you the freedom of working out, give you the freedom of eating something maybe you would like it a little bit later. So right. it's really the, the private disciplines can stimulate your faith, can deepen your faith, because it's, it's part of the spiritual journey that you have to make the decision to be involved in whatever level you choose. So this, a lot of these private disciplines rely completely on us. You know, pivotal circumstances, those things a lot of times happen because that's how life goes. Yeah. The providential relationships, again, those are things that God just puts people in our lives or puts us in other people's lives. Those are things where God is, it's not something that we can always control, right. but the private disciplines is definitely something we can control. And like you said, it's not always something that we're going to necessarily enjoy doing. So right. For those that don't know me, I actually get up at 5.25. Crazy. And I'm at the gym normally by 5.45. Right. And I work out for an hour. And most people mm -hmm. are like, oh, that's incredible that you do that, that you want to do that. I'm like, right. I don't want to do it. Right. I have to do it. Because otherwise, my anxiety level goes through the roof. Mm -hmm. I can't sleep at night. If I go more than two days without working out, I am just a hot mess. And you don't want to be around right. me. So it's not something that actually you necessarily like to do. But there's never mm -hmm. a time that I've gone to work out where I was like, oh, that was just the worst and I shouldn't have done it and I totally regret it. So normally, those are also times that maybe through it we're grumbling, moaning, whatever, but afterwards we're like, you know what, that was totally worth it. And I think a lot of times it's, again, it's about our trust. You know, when we say yes to Jesus, we pretty much trust that we're going to go to heaven. But when he asks and tells us that he wants us to trust him with our time, our resources, our money, you know, he, we have to trust that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And and a lot of times we don't trust him. We don't trust him with our time. But God, yeah. I don't have time to pray. And he's saying, well, in order to have a relationship with me, you're going to have to make time out of your day to chat with me. How right. are you going to know what he wants you to do or what he doesn't want you to do if you're not chatting with him? So how do you apply this? What is your private discipline? Well, so many times I felt guilty about this because when I first became a Christian, I met a man who literally would lay on the floor in his office and spend two to three hours in prayer. Mm. And I thought, oh 
my gosh, that's something I'm I'm just never going to be able to do. <laughs> right. um, I have ADD, and I'll be all, what, 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 a squirrel? Right. So, and then, you know, I right away I had three kids um, under four, and private prayer time was going to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, maybe if I got a shower, and it had to be quick because something bad could happen while I was showering. So I really struggled with this. And instead of long, long, long prayer times, how the rhythm in my life is, mine is constant prayer. I am constantly talking to God. Literally from the time I woke, opened my eyes, I'm all, oh my goodness, Lord, help me to get out of bed and choose what you need me to do and have joy and just, you know, guide my mouth right. and guide my steps. And then it's a constant conversation. You know, help me to not really get into it with my coworker. Help me not to talk bad about someone. Help me not to do this. So it's a constant conversation. That's how I choose to do with the prayer time. Now, there's some times where it's a more devoted time of prayer, especially when my heart is burdened. But a lot of times it's more of a constant conversation. How about you? So I had made a rule for myself Mm -hmm. that I was going to open my Bible every morning. As I heard one time somebody say, you should open the book before Mm -hmm. you open Facebook. Right. And I really, really, really tried to do that I right. know because how many times do we say we don't have time but let me ask you how many times you check your social media today where opening the Bible could literally mean there's free Bible apps on your phone mm. and it's a verse pops up every day. Right. It's like the verse of the day. I mean, right. how hard is it to just read that verse? It's not. Right. We just choose not to. And that's mm. why it's a discipline, right? Because right. we have to go and we have to make ourselves do this. So there's a couple things that I do. Mm-hmm. One, I do try to open my Bible. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I fail at it. I'm right. not going to lie. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in my car, I have about a 20 minute drive to mm-hmm. work. So I actually listen to, I go on YouTube and mm-hmm. I listen to sermons or Andy Stanley has a podcast. I listen right. to that. Or there's a way that I connect somehow mm-hmm. with a sermon or something, worship music, something right. like that on my way. I always try to do that in my car. And let me tell you, I get so filled because I, like you, I'm not sure if it's age. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's because we're overstimulated with like social mm-hmm. media. I have a hard time now focusing on one task at a mm-hmm. time. I almost have to have two or three going. Right. But when I'm driving, Driving, right. My hands are busy. My We're eyes are busy. You're focusing. Yeah. yeah. My eyes are busy, mm-hmm. but I can listen, right? right? So everything else is busy driving, mm-hmm. except for my mind can listen to what is being said. Right. And so I actually find myself concentrating more there. You can also set your Bible app to read you the Bible. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. She didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's like this soothing voice. It's so awesome. <laughs> I, I want James Earl Jones. It's kind of a James Earl Jonesy voice. It's awesome. So, so, yeah, it's really cool. So I do that. And actually, for those that don't know, I'm writing a devotional. Mm-hmm. Yay! And so that's mm-hmm. actually making me open and research the Bible and really opening my eyes to verses I've never heard of before or never mm-hmm. read before. And so for me, I'm like, I'm excited. My next step, this is my goal, you guys. My next step mm-hmm. is when I'm done with this, I'm going to read a small Bible chapter mm-hmm. and really digest that and really go over it. And that's what Bible studies do. But mm-hmm. I've never been really like super focused. Like I don't know how to every single day do right. it. It's like once mm-hmm. a week, you know, and you do that. 
I, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna just digest it That's awesome. because somebody one time just last week or two weeks ago said to me, "You should have maybe like five books that you like." Mm-hmm. I'm like, five books? Oh my gosh, I'm so far behind right, right. now. I gotta catch up. Five so, books of the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five books of the Bible that you can just say, I love this one and right. this is why. Right. So that's my goal. Oh no, that's awesome. And I also, on the way to work, only I only listen to Caleb. My boys are in the car with me. They would prefer not to all the time, but my deal is they can listen to what they want on their way home, but on the way to work, I have to have worship music on. A lot of it is so that I walk into work with the power of the Holy Spirit in me and on me so that I choose to act better so that I can reflect Jesus well and it just helps me center myself rather than going into work with a scowl and be like oh my gosh you know batting down the hatches it's going to be one of those days so it just gives me that little bit of boost Mm -hmm. and the other thing is I also this past couple of months God's really been impressing upon how his word is a living word and how it is coming alive scriptures that I read 25 years ago when I first became a Christian are now going what I can't believe they they mean that and God really wants us again I go back to perfect trust. We can't control our destiny. We can't control eternal life. We can't control pivotal circumstances. We can't control providential relationships all the time, but we can control our time, how we're praying to him, when we're reading the Bible. Are we serving? You know, God's saying, if you were to take a time audit of your day, of your week, of your month, how much are we giving back to him? Which leads us to the ever uncomfortable conversation about money. Right. You know, God is a generous God. Jesus was a generous Jesus. They are saying, you know, oh, churches, they always want our money. It's not even about that. It's more of, do you have a generous spirit? Do you save? You know, I was just reading a story about the Getty family. And they were, it's this oil tycoon back in the 70s whose grandson got kidnapped in Paris or Rome or something like that. And he had billions of dollars and they were asking for a couple million dollars and he's like nope 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 I'm not gonna do it they cut off the the kid's ear and sent it to him and he was all no 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 and it was only until he found a tax loophole if he gave them money that he could get a tax break for it that he ended up getting his grandson's release oh my gosh and that it talks about the curse of this family of addictions and issues and all this stuff this family has more money than they know what to do with but because the grandfather, the generation above them, was such a a spinster, was such a a miser with his money, was such a scrooge, that there's, you know, money is not the curse. It's the love of money and the lack of having a generous spirit with it. And I thought, what would that family look like if that guy who made all those millions and everything he did, if he would have taught the generations below him, give it, give it away, give a lot of it away, use this money to bless other people, Mm -hmm. what that would look like. Yeah, that's insane. That's just crazy to to think about. It's interesting because I feel like a lot of us know Mm -hmm. quotes in the Bible. Right. Like, you're never a prophet in your own land. Right. That was actually in the Bible. Mm -hmm. The story of David and Goliath. That's actually in the Bible. Right. And some people don't even know that. Some people think it's just like a wives tale where it was like, you know, a giant against a small person. And I remember reading the story about this business guy that never really even knew. He thought it was like big business against small business because that's what he had learned. He never had actually opened the Bible. So I think when we don't know what's in the book, in the Bible, it'll Mm -hmm. blow our minds when we actually open it up and read it for ourselves. Right. And at different times, you had mentioned 
you, the, it's a living word. It right. changes. The, mm -hmm. Not the words don't change. The meaning changes. Right. And I think we can all think about a book or a movie that we've seen. And in different life situations, in different life circumstances, it means something different. I remember Agreed. watching a movie that I had seen when I was young, that I had seen when I was a child. And it was a great movie and I loved it. And then I saw it as an adult. And I had mm -hmm. a totally different perspective. Side note, that's when I felt like I was old, when I started relating to the right. parents more in the movies <laughs> than the kids. Right. I remember watching a movie for the first time and being like, oh my gosh, I totally agree with the parents. I'm old. <laughs> right? That's funny. Yeah. But it's because mm. we're at a different point in our life. Right. And it means something different. Mm. And though dif different, the same verse can right. mean something different to other people. Right. I remember somebody was like, oh my gosh, I, I was going through this thing and I read this verse and it means so much to me. And this is why. And they were going through something different and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Because it, to me, it means this. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we're wrong. It's just that it's a different circumstance. It's a different situation. And it just was able to be applied. And we could see God's love and mercy and grace in it right. in just different ways. And it was so incredible. So incredible. And that's what's amazing mm -hmm. about it is as we grow and as we learn and as our faith is right. grown and hardened and strengthened, these, these things mean something they else. They do. Right. It's it's amazing. It is living. It's ever changing. It's like mm -hmm. water. Right. It flows and it gets in the cracks and it fills it and goes <laughs> in. Right. You know. I, just you. Love it. I love it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I wish you could see my hands right now. <laughs> She's just a moving. She's just a fluid river yeah, right moving. now. <laughs> and that's what God really wants from us. He wants us to trust Him yes. with our time. He wants us to. He wants us to trust uh, Him with our resources and our money. And imagine a marriage without any boundaries. Imagine a marriage without a lot of trust. It, it would deteriorate. And it's the same with our relationship with, with God. If we don't trust in who he is and what he says, and like we talked about last week, apply it, then the, the relationship will deteriorate. And he wants to grow our faith with our private disciplines, with right. the discipline of spending time chatting with him, listening to him. We're not very good at the listening part. Really looking at our, taking an audit, a self-audit of what we do with our time and our resources and our money and and just know that he says test him in this yeah and that he promises that he will show you that the 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 more that you make this a part of your habit your routine the more that it will give you a you'll get progress and freedom the peace that surpasses all understanding because you're spending time with him one of the ways I like to do that mm -hmm. is actually journal oh right I love to journal I write down 10 things that I'm grateful for I write down my prayers as if I was mm -hmm. saying them, but I write them down. So pick one thing. Mm -hmm. We talk about application right. of everything. Pick one thing this week that you can do. Maybe it is every, you're going to download your mm -hmm. free app. Before you open Facebook, you open the book on your app and mm -hmm. you read the verse of the day. Maybe it's you're going to listen to a sermon on your way to work. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's you're going to journal and you're going to thank him. You're going to write mm -hmm. down your prayer. Maybe it's writing down three things you're grateful for. Start with three, maybe mm -hmm. not ten. Start with three. Just do something different. Right. Start your routine and it's a discipline and when you don't want to do it it's mm -hmm. probably the time that you need it the most right so that's your challenge for this week do mm -hmm. something in your private discipline right. maybe it's starting out with giving 10 20 bucks every two weeks to your church that you're a part of mm -hmm. one of our friends is really involved in a21 mm -hmm. or the sex trafficking that's going on you know maybe it's giving to a community event or um, a cause maybe it's serving somewhere you know helping out at the hospital with cancer kids or maybe it's helping 
helping out at your church or maybe it's helping in the community of the neighborhood. What do you want to live a life of legacy and to make sure that you are growing your faith deeper because of your own actions? And that ties into what we're going to be talking about for this next series. We're going to, for the next five weeks, talk about changes. How change. how a life-giving and life-changing relationship with Jesus affects you. What are those changes and what should that look like? So we're going to be talking about the changes of your heart, your mind, your relationships, your community, and your purpose. So join us next week. Much love. Live bold, live blessed.